Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, so I got a couple of takeaways from last night, but I'm going to open up the show with a couple of things. Numero uno. I can't say this enough. Do not. This is crazy. Like, maybe people have. I don't know where I heard this from. This happened a long time. I heard this. This stuck in my head. And I don't remember where I heard it from. So forgive me. But letting your life's pleasure revolve around other people's kind of permission and things you can't control is really bizarre. Folks, you 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 open Twitter this morning and other platforms and people are like suicidal. Did they? I mean, did you look at what happened last night? What, folks, every politician hates you. They all hate you. They hate your guts. So why do our lives revolve around what happens with their elections all the time? Sometimes we get them in office and use them as tools. And sometimes people vote for different stuff. And sometimes that stuff sucks. But, you know, we live in the greatest country on earth. Last night was not a good night. I said that in a tweet, period. A good night would have been more wins. But you wake up this morning and, and it's like, we suck up the Democrats' spin, but they never suck up ours. Did you notice that? The Democrats' spin is this is the greatest single catastrophe in human history. We should be killing babies like crazy now. And Republicans are like, yeah, some of not you all. And yet when Democrats lose in the Obama era, a historic number of seats in the Tea Party revolution. Remember that, Joe? We, Joe and I were on the air when all that happened in the podcast. Democrats are like, ah, oh, wasn't that bad? <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. Folks, you know I don't put lipstick on a pig. It's just these politicians hate us. We've got each other. We've got this Bongino army. We've got a growing movement. We've still got a great country. I'm going to break it down for you what happened last night. Today's show brought to you by MediShare, healthcare that can help save you money and shares your values. Find out more at MediShare.com slash Bongino. Big show today. I've got, because I like to talk about things in bullet points so you can digest them. I've got three big takeaways. Again, last night was not good. I'm not trying to put lipstick on anything. I just don't live my life about politicians who hate me winning races or not. I just don't. I've got two kids and a wife to worry about. I, I, don't, want, you know, I don't have time to be worrying about Joey Bag of Donuts' state Senate seat if he pulled it off in a blue district. I'll vote. I'll do what I can, but I wouldn't put here to sweat over these people. Hey, your home is so much more than the place you live. It's an investment, too. You can put that tool to use and access your equity as cash to pay off high-interest debt. Do you know your average credit card rate is hovering around 25%? you're not paying that debt in full every month, those fees are adding up. It's like two steps forward, one step back. You simply can't let that happen, which is why you need to take a look at your spending, your finances, and your debt. Better yet, let American Financing do that for you. It's a family-owned mortgage lender who's been helping borrowers save money for almost 25 years. They must be doing something right. There's no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. If you start today, you may be able to close in as fast as 10 days and maybe even delay two mortgage payments. And they're saving homeowners just like you an average of $700 a month. This could be life-changing. Call American Financing at 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. 
So you may say, Dan, you 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 seem awfully uh, excited. It was a bullion tip. I'm I'm not. I'm just like I'm excited to do the show because I need to tamp down all the hysteria. Here's how quickly things change in a news cycle. You realize, like, just what was it? Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, guys, we flipped a Southern Republic, a Southern uh, governor's seat to Republican. And everybody was like, wow, this is great news. We're taking all these seats back. You don't even remember. Do do anyone in the chat remember what it was? We won back the Louisiana governor's seat just, what, a month ago? And everybody was all excited three weeks ago. We took it back from a Democrat. Everybody was stoked. And now, last night, we won one of them, Mississippi, which we were, which, you know, it was an incumbent. So no big surprise. Tate Reeves, the Republican, won re-election. And we lost Kentucky. But we pretty much swept every other race in Kentucky, even though Andy Bashir's a communist, he's a good liar. And the Democrat won in Kentucky. So two out of three, we got one flip, one hold, and one hold for the Democrats. So was it a great night? No, we would have won all three. In a, in a, in a perfect world, we win Kentucky, we win Mississippi, and we win Louisiana. Granted, 100%. That's why it was not a good night. Period. However, two out of three, is it a catastrophe? I'm not so sure that's the case. Now, a lot of states did not work out that great for us. Virginia, but even Virginia, like the drama out of Virginia is ridiculous. You realize we won every single seat in Virginia that Biden won by nine or up to nine points? Think about that. Biden won some of the seats we won in Virginia by seven, eight, nine points, and we flipped them. There was a redistricting of Virginia. This is conveniently left out of just about every conversation. All right, so we're going to lose a few House seats and maybe pick up one in the Senate. Like, they would, oh my gosh, it was a catastrophe. It was a total wipeout of Virginia. Everybody jump off the bridge, get the cyanide pills. Did you, do you even follow what's happening? Joe, you and I know Virginia pretty well, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Joe, yeah. Sorry, I didn't even get to the Joe today. Welcome, Joe. Oh, no, Bill. Oh, sorry, welcome, Dan. Yeah, sorry. I'm just, today, I'm just like. I know, you're flying, dude. You know what? Do you have a bell? Let's do the bell. Uh, yeah, there, I got a bell yeah. here somewhere, dude. It's, it's wonderful, wacky Wednesday, no matter Thank what you. happens. Sorry, I never, this is the first time you've been six minutes delayed, but as you can tell, I'm super stoked. I'm going to get to the Virginia yeah. stuff in some more detail in a second, but again, there was a redistricting. It was not a catastrophe, and I want you to keep in mind, although I am an avid, obviously an open Trump supporter, I, have, I respect a lot of these other candidates for running. And I'm glad Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia. A lot of people don't like Glenn Youngkin. A lot of the other candidates in the Republican field see Glenn Youngkin as a threat. You understand that? So the narrative out there that Glenn Youngkin destroyed Virginia last night is a narrative the Democrats want, but some Republicans want too, because they, but it's not true because they don't want Youngkin to jump in the race. But it's not true what happened. Listen, folks, I'm just telling you the truth. If you want to hear it, I mean, I love listening to you guys in the chat, but we, we got to learn to like analyze data. Not you. Again, I don't want to sound condescending. I'm talking to the other maniacs out there. Twitter, total meltdown. Let's get to some of the takeaways because this is really important about what happened last night. Takeaway number one. 
This is the most important one. I need you to remember this. There are essentially two electorates out there on both sides. There are now four parties. No, there are two, Dan. No, there aren't. Trust me. There are four, not two, four. There are two electorates, and these electorates have the opposite problem. Folks, write down what I'm about to tell you and highlight this, and Gee, make this a clip because this is important. Let's start with the Democrats first. The Democrats and the Republicans are split, and they both have an, the opposite problem. The Democrats have a Joe Biden problem and not a brand problem. This is why I would not take any of what happened last night and transplant it to 2024. Could we get smoked in 2024? We could. After what happened in the midterms, I don't get excited about anything. And I'll tell you why when I get to the GOP. I vote. I advocate. I tell you to go out and vote. I did it yesterday. It's all I can do. The Democrats have a Biden problem. In other words, a top of the ticket problem, but not a brand problem. How do I know that? Because Democrats turned out heavy in Kentucky, Virginia, even Mississippi. All over the country. They turned out in Indiana. They turned out in Ohio. Democrats turned up everywhere because the Democrat brand is shockingly still safe. Now, that's going to tie into my second takeaway about it not being bad enough yet. That's why the Democrat brand is still safe. It's just not bad enough yet. We saved the Democrats from their own brand. But I'll get to that coming up in a second. Hold that thought. However, they are two parties right now, the Democrats. They're the National Democrats, which still, unbelievably, despite inflation, the border, wars, chaos, public safety crises everywhere, the Democrats' brand is shockingly still relatively solid. Uh, how? It's just not bad enough yet. However, party number two in the Democrat party is the Biden wing. The Biden wing is incredibly weak. It's probably right now, realistically, no more than 35% of Democrats. Nobody likes Joe Biden. That explains the disparity in the polls. How you can see a New York Times Siena poll with Donald Trump absolutely destroying Biden in any swing state, yet the Democrats still doing okay. Now, other people in the primary will say, well, that's an argument to get rid of Trump because if it was anyone other than Biden, they won't win. You haven't heard my second part yet. You haven't heard my second part yet. So stand fast. There are two electorates in two parties, a Biden electorate and the Democrats, and they are not the same thing anymore. A large chunk of Democrats who are loyal to the brand are not going to vote for Biden. Now let's get to the Republican side. There are two parties on the Republican side. That is now obvious. And they have the opposite problem. The energy in the Republican Party right now, whether you love him or hate him, is behind Donald Trump. He's up by 30, 40, 50 points in the primary states for the thousandth time. I got into it again with another candidate supporter last night, just lying about everything. I am not against any of these other guys. I love primaries. Some of them are great conservatives. Fantastic. That's not my point. The point is, it's not resonating. If it was, you would see it in the polls. Could there be an upset? There could. If Ron DeSantis wins Iowa, it could shake a lot of things up. However, it's not materializing in the polls right now. Does that mean it's permanent? No. Does that mean right now the polls are showing there's a Donald Trump party and a Republican party? Yes. 
But they, you see how they have the opposite problem? Whereas Biden is a drag on turnout for the Democrats, whose brand is strong. The GOP brand is weak, especially after the Jim Jordan shenanigans. No one wants to vote for the GOP. And the only people who are in the GOP with any passion right now are people voting for Trump. Well, I shouldn't have. The DeSantis people are passionate, too. I'm not knocking them. But what I'm getting at is the majority of the party, because Trump's way ahead in the primary, are with Trump. They don't really care about the Republican Party. I'm not telling you that's right. I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm telling you what is. This is the reality show. You want the bullshit show? You can listen to other people. You know what I'm saying is true. The GOP has a brand problem, not a headliner problem with Trump. And the Democrats have a headliner problem and not a brand problem. It's the exact opposite problem. There are four parties right now. That is so obvious after last night. It's so, and it, and I, I, and I can, I can prove it to you. I'll prove it to you again. You'll say, no way, Dan. That's not possible. Dan Cameron in Kentucky. I'm, listen, again, I'm not knocking a guy. Dan Cameron, I think, was a fine candidate, the Republican for governor. A lot of people are doing, oh, Dan Cameron was Trump endorsed. Yeah, he was also Mitch McConnell endorsed. Mitch McConnell is the GOP brand, which is not popular. Not making excuses. What I just told you were facts. You can look it up. And Glenn Youngkin, let's be honest, he's done a great job in Virginia. I like him a lot. A lot, a lot. I think they did okay last night. Glenn Youngkin's career isn't over. He could run for Senate and likely win. He's at 58% approval. But Glenn Youngkin was not a huge Trump guy. Uh, is that an understatement, fellas, or what? Definitely not a Trump guy. Not that the Trump guy thing would have um, turned out any different last night, but it's clear a lot of Trump people are like, eh, I'm going to stick with my guy. I'm not telling you what's right. I'm telling you what is. That's takeaway number one. There are four parties right now, two electorates in each, and they both have the opposite problem. The second issue, folks in large swaths of the country, man, it's simply not bad enough yet. It's just not. I, how many times do I have to say this? I was so glad on Twitter last night, in between Twitter battles last night with fake tough guys and everything else. I'm sitting there last night and I'm all over and people are like, it's the end of the world. And a couple of folks, thankfully, you can go see it yourself, chimed in and they were like, listen, Bongino was right. It's not bad enough yet. I, I, I've only said it for the last two years. Folks, there are pockets of the country where because it's bad by you does not mean it's bad by them. I'll give you the perfect example. Connecticut last night was an absolute rout for the Republican Party. They got annihilated. Connecticut. Connecticut. Why? Folks, Connecticut still has pockets of money from people who left New York. It's not in great condition, but it's not an absolutely awful condition. And the Democrat brand, because they love killing babies and stuff, is still strong. Folks, it was a wipeout. So many towns lost Republican leadership, county executive stuff. It was a mess in Connecticut. But where it is bad enough, the exact opposite happened. Look what happened in New York. Let's go to the Lee Zeldin tweet. You can skip the John Solomon article. It basically says the GOP underperformed last night. I was going to put that in there, but you get it. It's in the, it's in the newsletter. You can read it. it says what I just told you. 
Here's Lee Zeldin, who, by the way, I think should run for RNC chair at this point. Almost took out the Democrat governor in New York in, you know, one of the deepest of blue states. Lee Zeldin used to be the congressman in Suffolk County, New York. Now, in case you think, oh, why do I give a shit about Suffolk County, New York? Ladies and gentlemen, I used to live there. I know a whole lot about Suffolk County, New York. I don't know if you know this, but I was born in Queens, lived in Suffolk County till I was nine, and my father lived there most of his adult life until he moved to North Carolina. Suffolk County is what I would call the seventh borough. New York City has five boroughs, and then right next to it is Nassau County, which is huge, and then Suffolk County, which is also huge. Montauk, the Hamptons. Suffolk County, New York just elected its first Republican county executive in 20 years. Ladies and gentlemen, the guy won by 15 points. Long Island, New York, which used to be Republican when I was growing up 20 years ago and won dramatically Democrat, is now run almost completely by Republicans. New York Post, GOP takes control of Long Island with landslide victory in Suffolk County executive race. The GOP now occupies all the countywide seats in Nassau and Suffolk counties, the county executive seats, the DA's office, the comptroller's office, and all four congressional seats. Folks, I know this area. I worked there. This was my Secret Service office in Melville. The Democrats dominated Long Island for years. There's not a Democrat left standing on Long Island. So again, before you like jumping off a bridge, oh my gosh, it was such a disaster. We lost the Kentucky governor's race. Yeah, we also swept every other down ballot race by near double digits, if not more double digits. Well, you can't get more than double digits, but I meant like more than 10. We crushed them. Here's another one. Tweet from a CUNY, City University of New York professor. Fascinating race for the New York City Council in District 13 in the boogie down Bronx. I know the Bronx well, too. You know why? That's where Paula grew up. Crime was front and center on the ballot. Shit, sounds like it's bad enough. Well, what happened? A Republican challenger, Christy Marmorado, defeated Marjorie Velasquez, the Democrat. If successful, which she was, by the way, the GOP will have flipped the seat on the council. Ladies and gentlemen, this District 13 in the Bronx voted for Biden by 27 points. I'm not, listen to me, I'm not asking you to be upset about last night. It would have been nice to take back the Virginia State Senate. It would have been great to hold the House. It would have been great in a clean sweep of governorships and win Kentucky. We should have won Kentucky. Andy Bashir's a communist. He's just a good actor. But we didn't. But folks, it wasn't a wipeout across the country. Where it was bad enough, things changed. It eventually will get bad enough. Will it get bad enough by 2024? Will everything will flip around and Trump will be on the ballot, which will bring out Trump voters who don't want to show up for other candidates? I wish they would. I don't know. But I'm going to give you a quick story here before I take a break. Joe, you know well. Folks, don't give up. Democrats never give up. I can't stand them. I revile them. I can't stand them. I can't stand the Democrats. But I watched a Republican. He's a terrible Republican, but he is a Republican, Larry Hogan, win the governorship in deep blue Maryland twice. 
I know. Neither me, neither Joe like Larry Hogan. But he won. And kudos for winning. I'd rather have him than a Democrat. You think the Democrats gave up? Nope. The Democrats ran, ran Westmore, who's a total uh, scammer. And the guy won by uh, with almost like double digits. Because they, they never give up. Don't give up. Last night was not a bloodbath. It was a bad night. A month ago, it was a good night. The Democrats love to kill babies. Does that mean we should acquiesce and be like, okay, we're all about killing babies right now so we can win a couple seats? I ain't doing that. You can do whatever you want. I ain't doing that. It's not bad enough yet. But it's getting there. Folks, we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do. More spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account could continue to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. End the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group, B-I-R-C-H. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Dan to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold, I use them. They can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bars. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Do what I did by gold from Birch Gold, B-I-R-C-H. Text DAN to 989898. Receive a free information kit on gold and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualifying purchase. Performance may vary. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Message and data rate supply. My final takeaway, folks, again, one I shouldn't say it's really two takeaways. It's not bad enough yet. There are two electorates with an opposite problem. The Democrats have a head of the ticket problem, but not a brand problem. The GOP has a brand problem. People hate it, but not a head of the ticket problem. And it's just not bad enough yet. The third takeaway, which is kind of a mix of the two, is folks, we're, we're on a trajectory for it to get worse. That's not good news. It's bad news. Having told you that, I don't see this getting any better. If this, if this is the best the Democrats did last night, and then we got Trump on the ticket next time if he wins the primary, I think you could be in for a whole different ballgame. We'll see. We'll all know about a year from now, right? I mean, literally about a year from now. Of course, the leftists were showing you who they really were yesterday at the polls. They're all raving lunatics. I want to show you some of the lowlights yesterday at the polls. Uh, right, Joe? Well, I'd say highlights, but there were none. A bit of kind of comic relief. So here's this guy in Arlington, Virginia. This guy, Matt. He's out at the polls. And uh, of course, because Democrats can't control themselves. And by the way, some Republicans either. After last night, I'm convinced. It's really incredible. Uh, here's a Democrat who was really pissed off at a Republican uh, who was at the polls greeting people. Take a look at this. You might have been, might as well have been walking up to my head on the way to the polling station, putting a gun in the head, trying to tell me not to vote. You expect me to not take, take that fucking personally? You fucking try to overthrow elections with violence? And then you're out here among decent people? Thanks for what coming out What do you have to there. say to that, huh? What, and what's on your fucking, what's on your fucking, uh, uh, your, what are your policy prescriptions? Have a nice day. You've already Fucking voted. rapist rights? You try to steal my vote next year? I'm going to fucking remember you personally. Thank you. Hey, sir, how are you? Headed in to vote? Yeah. Can we get a Republican sample ballot? No. Sure, thank you. Try not to be buddy-buddy with these people because they, they put on a, the face of a good neighbor. But they support lynch mobs. They're the fucking KKK. 
folks, this is the modern Democrat. I mean, really, you're the KKK. Keep in mind, the Democrat Party that now has open anti-Semites on the House floor calling for from the river to the sea for Jewish genocide or accusing you of being in the KKK. It's the most amazing case of cognitive dissonance I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like it. Gee, did you catch it yesterday? You've got a bunch of pro-Hamas terror supporters on the House floor basically calling for Jewish genocide and defending it. They're like, you're the KKK, bro. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. These people are nuts. Here's another guy dropping a gay slur, the F word. He's very upset at you, MAGA. Mm, mm, you can listen for yourself. Check this out. Hey, young man. Hi. All MAGA needs to go to Gitmo. You Republican MAGA maggots are scum. You're scum, buddy. Remember, the guy's using words that rhyme with maggot while claiming you're anti-LGBT. I just, it, it never stops. It never stops. The party of tolerance and inclusivity, Guy says. Kill the Jews. White privilege is a real thing. You guys don't be, you, you should bow to us and beg for forgiveness. And you're all a bunch of maggots with an F in front of it. Very nice. You guys are really kind. Coexist. Coexist, bro. <laughs> this is the left man, folks man you want to, listen from a guy who's been in a public eye for a while now and i'm still getting used to it man everything's on video now yeah i'd be really careful calling people maggots with an f in front of it uh maga people but knowing they're probably going to record you and you're going to become internet famous it's just not a good idea and folks as i keep saying and i just told you before it's ironic that they call us you know, anti-LGBT and the KKK and all this other stuff, when this is the party of the pro-Hamas baby killers and the Jewish genocide party. On a very serious note, as I've told you many times before, and I'm going to say again, this is what you're voting for in the next election. Again, anybody, I, I, Joe says, um, I got to check out the chat. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask you a question in the chat. I'm not just doing this for, I, I really want to know your opinion. I mean, are you guys really like in a funk today? You think it's over? Yes, you think it's over. Can you put it up on the screen, Guy? Or no? Because I really don't, folks. I'm not, you know me. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a pretty straightforward guy. Last night wasn't great, but, you know, a catastrophe? I'm not really sure, like, where we get that from. And the reason I say it, and I'm interested in your opinion, okay, good. It's, I think a lot of you are with me. Yeah, not at all. You don't have Trump at the top of the ticket. Good. Thank you. Wow. I'm impressed by that. I got to tell you, I thought we'd see a lot more yeses. Not that I don't have any, any faith in you, but Joe was getting a little down. He's reading the chat. I, I'm depressed too, but I, it's definitely, thank you. Yeah. Man, I love you guys. I'm glad you're with me. You got an election coming up. Donald Trump looks like he's going to win the primary. It's not over, but we'll see what happens. You get him at the top of the ticket. Let's see what happens. I mean, I'm not ready to give up on anything. And I'm not because the enemy's already here. You guys are great. Thank you so much. The enemy's already here. I want you to watch the House floor yesterday. Here's Ilhan Omar. Now, Ilhan Omar, member of the squad, is obviously pro-terrorist at this point. I mean, that's not even open for debate because her friend Rashida Tlaib put an open call for genocide on social media talking about from the river to the sea. Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar are obviously members of Congress. They are also obviously pro-terrorist. 
The fact that we have terror sympathizers in the Congress, I've never seen anything like it in my life. This is what's going to be on the ballot. They're not on the ballot now. Congress is only up every two years. Here's Ilhan Omar yesterday, screaming and yelling like a lunatic, defending Rashida Tlaib's calls for Jewish genocide, basically terrorism. Check this out. What is true here is that every single one of them has not acknowledged the fact that Palestinians are dying in the tens of thousands, but will continue to say it is us who are not acknowledging humanity. Rashida will stand strong. Gentle ladies, time has expired. movement will continue for liberation until every single Palestinian has the right to live in liberty. Gentlemen from Maryland is recognized. Hold on. Joe, can you come over here a second, please? Is this, thank you. Can you uh, mail this to, uh, this is for Rashida? We'll take off this thing. Just put the uh, Academy Award for Best Acting goes to, uh, sir, Ilhan Omar. Oh, you got it, bro. Thank you, pal. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, that. Joe's going to, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't usually ask you to mail stuff. You're not the administrative assistant or anything, but if you would, Joe's going to, he's going to wax it, polish it. There you go. That's for you, Ilhan. Ilhan Omar, who keep in mind, again, is defending calls for Jewish genocide from Rashida Tlaib. He was a friend, Corey Bush. Corey Bush, who is probably the worst public speaker in fraud I've ever seen. She's the one who wants to defund the police. And when she was asked why she has a six-figure security detail while arguing to defund the police, was like, because I'm special and you're all a bunch of morons, which is basically what she said. Yeah, was she, was she like suck it up or something like that? Yeah, suck it up, buttercup, you losers. I'm special. I'm a congressman. Corey Bush seems to think if she yells really loud and uses the intersectionality theory, in other words, if you dare criticize pro-terrorist Rashida Tlaib, you're a racist. If she, she thinks if she does that and yells really loud, she's going to convince you. I want you to watch another one of these lunatics. Check this out. St. Louis and I rise today in opposition to this central res- resolution um, and in also in opposition to the reckless manner that people in this house speak when they don't realize or don't care that they put targets on the backs of actual people, most of whom are black and brown because of, of uh, a lack of care and a lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who live look like Rashida Tlaib. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, It's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol just appeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeatedly speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators, xenophobia and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me say this. She mourns for the 1400 Israelis. She mourns for the 10,000 and she will not stop. No more. No more. Cease fire now. And she takes the death threats that you all send that... Gosh, I, that's on me. I sent it. Oh, I really should have edited that for I, I, that. I subjected Joe likes the longer version because she's still screaming as the guy in the end is like, oh, my God, they really think you take these people seriously. She's convinced you take her seriously. This is, again, what's going to be on the ballot in 2024 all across the country where things are getting bad. Here's one more. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's asked, again, a simple question. A simple question. 
hey, there's a bunch of people ripping down posters of kidnapped Israeli citizens. Kidnapped. Probably murdered. Probably being tortured right now. Why would you pull those down? Isn't that kind of a bad thing to do? By the way, she's asked this question by NBC. This is what, this is again why Karine Jean Pierre is the single worst press secretary in the history of the United States. This is like the 20th time she's had to walk this thing back and send out a tweet later apologizing for this kind of stupid. Take a look. A lot of videos of individuals who have been tearing down signs, many of these taking place in New York City, of Israelis presently being held hostage in Gaza. There have been some tense um, confrontations that have taken place there. Is the White House's view that these actions should be condemned, the pulling of the pulling down of them, or that that's a form of peaceful protest? Look, I, I'm. I've sort of kind of seen the reporting here and there. I think it was from last week, There's right? There's like 30 million videos that got around. No, I know. I hear you. Bit. I hear you. I'm just not going to, uh, I'm not going to, okay? I'm not okay. going. Is that peaceful protest to I, pull that down or should I, you not be doing I'm just that? not going to go into uh, specifics on that particular thing. Holy shit. Has there ever been a worse press secretary? Guys, how, are you a press secretary? You ever been just. What, what do you think of my answer? What do you think of my answer? You're not even a press secretary. Joe, you? You never been? Let me just, here's the answer to this question, folks. You know, those are kidnapped Israeli citizens and all you have the right to peacefully protest and assemble in our country according to the Constitution. We in the Biden administration think that's wrong and we condemn it. it, it that's it. It's not a hard answer. It's not hard at all because she's so freaking stupid. She is legitimately the dumbest press secretary in the history of press secretaries. She can't even answer a basic question. And of course, later on, what was it? Mop up job on aisle six. They had to clean it up again. She had to send out a tweet. Uh, I probably should have condemned that before. Just an idiot. She is an idiot. (laughs) Folks, the enemy's already here. And this is why when I'm telling you it's not bad enough yet in a lot of these places, it's not. Folks, it may not be bad enough for 2024. That's the bad news. My fear is that what is going to change the national psyche and make it bad enough, and I mean my fear, I wish pain and destruction on no one. I say that in unequivocal terms. My fear is a massive terror attack or a group of them in the United States that crosses across the southern border. You want to see it get bad enough fast and this entire electoral outcome from last night and the electoral, you know, thoughts of the day. Oh, Republican Party's finished, whatever. You want to see that change like that? And I'll tell you why. Coming up, I'm going to show you a video of John Kirby. I'm going to tell you right away that we are in real trouble. Let me get to my last sponsor. Oh, Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens. It's the healthiest thing I do every day. I wouldn't want to live without it. It's the nutrition the way nature intended it. I love it. I take it twice a day. I like the wild berry. He loves the lemon lime. They've got, uh, 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 that's the, they've got more energy throughout the day. I do. Skin looks healthier, helps with digestion, stomach feels better, and they get feeling better and healthier overall. This is what most people say. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to help support heart and vital organ health. With flu season here, I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. Listen, I love the product. Again, I take it twice a day. I love it. It's, it's, it's a healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables, and it tastes good. The problem is I'm on the road a lot, and I'm eating a lot of crap. Honestly, I'm on the road eating like turkey sandwiches, which aren't awful, but it's not my fruits and vegetables. The lettuce and tomato, that's really not your fruit and vegetable servings, okay? 
I promise you're going to love this product. For any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. I got you 15% off on your first order and free rush shipping. Give it a shot. Send me your reviews. You're going to love it. Give it a couple weeks. Kick in here. Visit BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. That's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Paul is a big fan too. Our last sponsor today, USCCA.com slash Dan. I'm not joking. He's dangerous out there. We're having criminals attacking civilians. Shooting and homicides are out of control. Reports show violent crime is up across the country. You've seen the stories. Can you even legally defend yourself anymore? If a good guy with a gun defends themselves, they're likely to find themselves in a jail. So while a bad guy runs free, you've seen it. Here's the solution. Be fully prepared. That means being ready for the mental, physical, and legal ramifications of self-defense. Because people like us can't afford to take chances. That's why I'm a member of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Right now, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association has given away their free concealed carry and family defense guide and a chance to win $1,600 to buy the firearm of your choice. It means you'll have the tools and resources you need to protect your family safely, effectively, and legally 100% free. You can get it when you visit uscca.com slash Dan. You're going to learn how to detect attackers before they see you, what the USCCA has learned about school shootings, equipment, and training basics, and more. It's a priceless 58-page guide loaded with valuable information information. Just go to uscca.com slash Dan. Thanks. Uh, we appreciate that. Thanks for your patience. We always appreciate it. Folks, this is what's got me very worried. I'm going to do a little bit of, we're going to do another bit of self-defense segment at the end here. So Guy, make sure we get to that. I got two more videos for you. Again, proving my point. You got to do some training out there. I'm a broken down 48-year-old guy, but you still got to be ready to bring it when you need to bring it. Stay alive. Remember last the Mohegans, right? Stay alive. No matter what, they will find you because we live in a dangerous place. The enemy's already here. I want you to watch John Kirby here. These people are going to get you killed. Here is John Kirby, a man who has sacrificed all his human dignity, a guy who had a decorated career in the military. He knows the border's open and he's absolutely lying through his teeth. It is only a matter of time before a terrorist crawls across our southern border and strikes us here. It's not a matter of uh, if, folks. It's only a matter of when. Take a look. We don't uh, take anything more seriously here at the National Security Council than the safety and security of America, of Americans, no matter where they are, certainly here at home. And we work in close contact with uh, the Department of Homeland Security and, and our border patrol agencies to, to make sure that we can uh, control and and uh, vet and to, to minimize any threat of terrorism uh, coming uh, through our borders, wherever those borders are, maritime or, or land, terrestrial borders. Uh, we, we do that very, 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 very stringently and uh and the, and the process is uh is constantly under review to make sure that uh that we can minimize that threat uh 100%. The guys lying through his teeth folks the border is so obviously open right now. He knows they are not going to be neutralizing any threat. The threat is here. They've had 100 plus people we know about on the terror watch list coming into the country. That's absolute bullshit. This team is not ready right now. Why do I bring this up in terms of last night? Because all of this is tied together. There is nothing that changes the public psyche on elections where it gets bad enough quickly than a public safety situation. I just showed you what happened. in. Can you do me a favor? The New York Post article from the beginning again. Can you pull that up? I hate to bust your chops here. But when it gets bad enough, nothing changes it more than crime. The GOP now occupies countywide seats in Nassau and Suffolk County. Dominated as well as the four congressional seats. Where did they win? Show me the tweet again, too. The other tweet by the other guy. In the Bronx, where crime is an issue. They say it right there. Crime has been front and center on the ballot. 
Crime includes terrorism, right, guys? Like death, shooting, killing, bombs. That's a bad thing. All crime. The Biden team is going to get you killed. Why I'm telling you throughout the show, don't be like, oh, it's all over. I'm done for screw the country. I'm moving to Canada. I, I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't get to, politicians hate you, okay? Why do you wake up in the morning? Like you're, you're, again, your pleasure revolves around their win or loss. F that, man. People can't stand you. And to Democrats out there, watch my show. And they're talking to you too. You think the Democrats who won last night like you? We think Andy Bashir likes you. He hates you too. They all hate your guts. This is why these people are going to get you killed. And I got to tell you what's got me worried. And the reason you need to prepare yourself today, emergency food, water, some duct tape to seal your windows, potassium iodide, is the, the possibility of an EMP attack in the United States is sadly very real. And you live with a lot of, a lot of electricity, without electricity for three to six months, maybe more. I doubt it. But don't worry. They're all over it. Here's a little mini supercut. Here's the administration's policy towards Iran, which is probably thinking about how to detonate a dirty bomb or an EMP attack in the United States right now. It's very thorough. Check this out. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. What's the message to Iran? Don't. It was very important to send a very clear message to anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region. Don't do it. That's it. That's the message, folks. I'm sure the Iranians are shitting in their pants right now. The message is don't. What's the message? Don't. What's the message? Don't do it. Oh, don't do it. It's like the opposite of the Nike message. Just do it. The Obama administration's, yeah, do it. Except they're selling sneakers. The other one's selling EMP blasts. They left out, please. Oh, please. That's right. No, then they'll definitely stop. Then they'll de- they're beheading kids, burning kids alive, shooting up moms and dads in cars. I showed you the video. The conspiracy. I showed you the actual video. But don't worry. They'll definitely stop for don't. Oh, Dan, people aren't coming in from around the world. You're exaggerating. Who says, is this Real America News? I want to give him a big hat tip. For Here's Real America News actually there with the buses coming in. Listen to this gentleman asking people where they're from. He's just piling in the United States, folks. Check this out. Where are you from? De donde son? Venezuela. Venezuela. Donde vas? En Estados Unidos. California. California? Where are you from? Africa? Africa. Africa. Where are you going? Columbus. Columbus? Ohio? Huh? Ohio? Where? Ohio, okay. Ohio. Where are you from? Nepal. Nepal. Where are you going? Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. California? California. California? Senegal. Senegal. Where are you going? Baltimore. So to give you guys an update on uh, the process, basically, you come from anywhere in the world, you walk across our border illegally, you turn yourself into Border Patrol. Border Patrol gives you a nice ride up to the Border Patrol processing station. You are processed within 24 hours. You are released. And you are brought to the airport to go anywhere you want in our country. Thanks to the Open Borders Democrats. This guy does this all day, by the way. His videos are incredible. Walks around airports. They're everywhere. They're, you understand, the administration is doing absolutely nothing. There could be 10,000 terrorists 
putting together dirty bombs right now. And this administration, John Kirby, Kareem Jean-Pierre, Joe Biden, Tony Blinken, have no idea. Mayorkas, none. They don't care. They said don't, but that's right. No, Joseph, please don't. Please, they said please don't. They got to add the please in there. Then they'll definitely stop it. Definitely. Again, tying it back to last night. Shows need messages, okay? Messages are important. Don't get too your panties in a bunch about last night. It was not a great night. It's not the worst night ever. But nothing's getting any better for the Democrats. The point is they keep slogging along and winning seats they're supposed to be winning, losing some seats they're supposed to be winning, claiming it as victories, and, and, and just waiting and hoping that a terror attack doesn't happen or crime doesn't explode before the election. That's not a strategy. That's not a strategy at all. This is a hell to the no, by the way. Henry Rogers on uh, Twitter. He's at Henry Rogers, D.C., good reporter for Daily Caller. Henry, Henry Rogers, D.C., if you want to follow him. New. A Senate source tells me Democrat Dick Durbin and Congresswoman Jayapal, another one who supports Hamas, and Congresswoman Schakowsky are circulating a letter calling to open the floodgates for Palestinians to come into the U.S. That's a no for me. That's that's it. That geezer, Joe, are you a no on that? Uh, that's please, three no's. No. Jim, please. if you're listening in the radio, you can chime in too via text. That's three no's. That's three big no's for us. We're going to say no to that. So uh, just to be clear about this, the Jordanians don't want to take them in. The Egyptians don't want to take them in. No, Jim's a no. To, Jim, my Jim, can you take Mike's proxy too? Because I think this is four. This is in fact one, two, three, four, five no's. Wait, and the, no, but yes, we should take everybody in. And we can't even vet people coming here now. You've got a massive terror problem in the United States. You've got a massive terror problem. As people are creeping across. Oh, my, we got to five for five to zero. And you want to bring in Palestinians who nobody else in the Arab world wants to take in. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I'm okay on that. Yeah, look at the chat. Look at it, Chad. This is like, no, 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 no. Fuck no. Absolutely no. No, no. Hell no. No, nada. We're going in multiple languages here, too. No, all caps. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Oh, hell no. Even Medea don't like it. All no is right. We ain't doing it. Folks, Brett Tolman brought up this great point on Twitter, by the way. I love this guy. Because I don't know if you heard this, but there's some FISA reforms and some national security forms out there. And Mike Lee's fighting hard to get uh, to get a lot of these reforms so they can't spy on us built in. So they, 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 it's, it's hilarious how the national security swamp that wants to spy on Americans keeps saying, no, you can't reform our spying tools. You know, we won't be able It's going to hurt national security. He's like, really? If you do this, you're aiding terrorists. Never mind how we abuse the law and targeted Americans and ignore the terrorists we're letting through our southern border. Oh, okay, hard pass. I agree with Brett 100%. Let's protect Americans against spying and maybe solidify the southern border before you tell me we need to spy on Americans. I'm good. All right, I'm running out of time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you go to the uh, Biden Angelo Negri story. I just and I need a bit of a kind of lightheartedness, folks. Again, tying it back to the beginning of the show. The Democrats and the Republicans have the opposite problem. This is the takeaway from last night. The Democrats have a top of the ticket problem, not a brand problem. The Republicans have a brand problem and not a top of the ticket problem. Why? Because here's Joe Biden yet again for at least probably, what would you say, guys, the seventh or eighth time? 
at least telling the same fake story about Angelo Negri, the Amtrak guy who was dead by the time he told this story. Take a listen. I got in a train on a Friday and, um, and uh, I won't get him in complete trouble. Let's tell his first name. His number two in seniority at the time, Angelo. And Ange came up to me as I walked in. He said, Joey. And he grabbed my cheek. He said, Joey, baby. And he said, well, all this time, because I had this published in the newspaper that I had traveled a million, 200,000 miles on Air Force planes as vice president. They published that on a regular basis. He said, big, I won't quote him exactly, but he said, big deal, Joey. And I said, what's it mean, Ange? He said, look, he said, we just had the retirement dinner. Up in Newark. He said, you know how many miles you traveled on Amtrak? And I said, no. He said, a million, I think it was 320,000 miles. And I said, how would you figure that? He said, well, 118 days a year, almost 300 miles a day, 36 years, plus his wife. And he went on the whole deal. I said, I believe you, Angela. Let me get in the train, will you? Folks, this story didn't happen. He keeps talking about how the Secret Service came up to him. Angelo Negri was dead when Biden had Secret Service protection and been retired for years. He's making this story up. Did you notice in the beginning, too? He doesn't care. His story's been debunked a thousand times. He's a sociopathic liar. You notice in the beginning, oh, I'm going to leave out the details. You know why he says that, right? He says that because his staff told him, don't say any details because it's a made-up story and they'll pick apart the details. All right, listen, I'm running out of time, so we got to skip ahead to that. Sorry, there's a two-pager, but I, I had a whole bunch of stuff. We'll have to get to it tomorrow. Guy's laughing, by the way, this, Guy, this economic segment. How many times have we pushed this? I, I, this is like seven weeks old. This is, I, I know Jim. Jim's probably laughing, too. I got a bunch of stuff I got to get to, but I'll have to get to it tomorrow. But I want to do a, a quick self-defense thing while we're on the topic of the danger coming across the southern border and how it's coming here. We did this yesterday. You all seem to like it. We're not going to do it every day. Don't worry about that. But if I see something interesting, I'm going to put it up on the show. I want to show you this video first. You're going to watch a video here. It's as a sod, right? Because we took the news report. It's a guy. He's a mixed martial arts fighter. He's a trained mixed martial arts fighter. You know, UFC type stuff. Very good fighter, right? The guy is approached in public by some lunatic with a machete. A machete comes at him. Now, you think it's over, right? I want you to watch because there's a takeaway. There's always a takeaway. How this guy not only neutralizes the target, but puts him down fast and doesn't even have a weapon. I'm not suggesting you could do this. I'm just trying to show you the value of training even a little bit. Here, check this out. A former MMA fighter knowing exactly what to do when he was suddenly rushed by a man with a knife. He reacted quickly and took down his attacker, and it was all caught on camera. And local TNT and Margot spoke with him. He is live now in West Miami-Dade with a harrowing tale. Yeah. Calvin, that man tells me he wasn't even thinking in that moment. His training just kept kicked in and kept him safe. A knife-wielding man in Cutler Bay picking a fight with the wrong guy. Once I started putting the choke in, he kind of just let it go because, you know, no one's worried about anything else but breathing when, you, when you're losing air. Javier Baez is the man you see doing the takedown. And little did his attacker know, he's a former professional MMA fighter. I've been training my whole life. Black Belt Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling college. Uh, if I got eight pro fights. Okay, couple takeaway time. Time for class, folks. Time for Self-Defense Studies 101. Number one, if you ever see a guy with ears like that, it's called cauliflower ear because it looks like cauliflower. Run. Don't walk. No run. Fast. Do you see his ears? 
because you will get killed. This man has clearly banged heads wrestling or in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for probably 20 years. His ears are full of cartilage damage because he's a brawler. He will probably kill you. The fact that he looks like a very nice guy and is smiling, he'll smile as he kills you. You see Khalifa, you can even zoom in. Yes, thank you, Guy. Thank you. This is good. See, I knew you were worth every penny. You see ears like this, I'm, t- I'm, I'm saving your life right now. Run. A guy in a bar, you buy two drinks, comes up with ears like this and steals your whatever it is, Corona, whatever you're drinking. You see his ears, you go, that one's on me, bro. Trust me. Lesson number two. You watch that video again. I don't know if we can play it again in the side shot here. You're going to notice that this guy, there's, if you're, now, if a guy comes up to you with a knife, obviously rule number one always applies, which is what? Get the hell away. However, you'll notice in this situation, he can't. It appears there's a tree line behind him and he's stuck between two cars. If you are in a situation like this where you absolutely cannot get away, which is always the best option, you, do, you want to be in one of two spots, but never the third. You want to be either really far away or really close, but never in the arm's distance. This is the problem. People want to do this and fight off with their hands, keeping themselves an arm distance. You better close the gap like this guy did and get on this guy's stat, or you better get the hell out of there. You never go in between. That arm's length is where all the damage is done. You're at the end of the puncher and the end of the Watch how quick he closes the space. You see that? He had nowhere to go. Look at the tree line behind him. You see, he automatically realizes he's got nowhere to go. He tries to get away. He can't. God forbid you're in a fatal funnel or a situation like this, like the guy yesterday got shot in the funnel, who was gotten a shootout in the funnel. He can't go anywhere. And you got a knife. The guy's got a knife and you got nothing. The only way you're going to survive that is by closing that gap. It's the only way. And you still may not survive, but at least you'll have a chance. You stay in that mid-range, you're dead. Either get the hell away or close the gap. That guy was a fighter, knew right away. The same thing works for a knife attack. I don't want to say works because you still probably, you still could die. But the same technique works in boxing or a knife attack. You sit in the mid-range, you're going to keep getting clipped. That's why you see boxers hug guys when they get tired. Because the punches are short. Simple physics. You want to be at the end of a lever? No, you want to be at the beginning. You want to get punched like this or you want to get punched like that? It's obvious. Simple physics. Close that gap. If you can't get away. I'm going to end with this one. For all the people out there talking shit like, oh, this training ain't going to make a difference. I just showed you training. Oh, you know, oh, that guy's an MMA fighter. Doesn't matter. Folks, you don't need a ton of training to be able to do this. I'm telling you. Here's a 330-pound NFL guy. I thought it was a smart idea to go challenge a 120-pound Mexican boxer. He's like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. Eh, watch what happens. It doesn't end well. Here. Oh, look. Start to, oh, look at this. I got this guy. Look at it. I got to beat this guy's ass. I outweigh him by 200 pounds. Oh, I got him now. Do you? Look, he's just waiting for you. This is what a little bit of training does. This isn't even like, like the world champion or anything. Keep him up. Boom. 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 Good night. See you, buddy. That, ah, oh, that hurt. Oh, watch. Look at this guy. This is in the street. This guy's dead right now. Look at him. Please stop. Leave me alone. Now you tell, I, I got, my, got my start in boxing. Box, I boxed for years. That's how I found jujitsu. I ran into a guy who was a grappler who kicked the shit out of me. In about 15 seconds, I realized I better start grappling. You see that? 
that training saved that guy's life in the first video and unquestionably made that 300-pound guy look like a buffoon in less than what? How long is that video? 30 seconds? And he's begging him to stop. That guy, by the way, said he could take on 10 of those boxers. He didn't even get past the first guy. Look at this. This is, this, is, this is just a little bit, I mean, really, this isn't even like the featherweight champion. The guy's a decent boxer, but he kicks the shit out of this guy. Look how quickly they get tired, too. Oh, oh, liver shot. Oh, fa- oh, body, body, head, body, body, head, head, body. Look at that. Top, goes top, go low. The guy don't even know what to do. They're all laughing. You got to train, man. Train with your firearm and train to stay alive. We're in a dangerous world. People piling in this country all over the place. Listen again. Last night was not a good night. You got your kids. You got your family. These people hate you. Don't let your pleasure revolve around them. For as much as I love a lot of these candidates who are running and got the guts to put their name, I don't. I, I, my whole life doesn't revolve around them, and yours doesn't either. We had an okay night last night. It wasn't the worst night. It wasn't the apocalypse. Probably wasn't great. Whatever. We're moving on. We got other things to worry about right now, like saving our country. Don't sweat this stuff too much. Bongino Army, we're here, man. We're not going anywhere. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.